0: Hello friends. It is Friday again. How are you doing? How was your week in this new world? We're all navigating right now. So today we are diving into the five lies of how the yoga world works. And these five lies can definitely hold you back while you build your business. Before we dive into that, y'all know I'm going to remind you, I'm giving away an Apple Watch to anyone who rates and reviews the podcast. I want to give a shout out to podcast listener Mackenzie. She says, honestly, I was a little nervous starting this podcast. I felt like starting a business would feel unreachable, but I love that Jackie starts with very realistic steps. Honestly, learning how to start a yoga business starts with a lot of how we practice. I love the motivation and empowerment Jackie promotes and how she starts with owning our feelings and our emotions to start moving towards creating action. Thank you so much for sharing your journey to help others find theirs. Excited for more episodes. would love to hear about the logistical side of business, finance, advice, blogging, marketing, things like this. Thanks, Mackenzie. I absolutely really love your review. I will definitely touch on marketing, blogging, all the things in this podcast. I love to hear what you guys want to know more about. That's what we're here for, right? To answer your questions, to get you moving. One of the things that I've noticed is that one of the number one skills that you have to have in building a business is learning how to have your own back learning the self-confidence that it takes to show up again and again, market yourself, blog consistently, put yourself out there and make offers. You have to have that self-confidence. So I am leading a free webinar, April 1st, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to join us, I am teaching you how to be more confident. I'm teaching you how to have that confidence, totally free. It's going to be super fun and you can sign up. If you head to my Instagram, Jackie Skinner, the link is in my bio there. I would love to see you Wednesday, April 1st, 5:30 PM. Keep sending in your reviews. Keep letting me know what you want to hear more of. And I love being able to hear from you guys and be able to talk. I'm getting to know some of you. It's so much fun. Okay, so today we're diving into the five lies of how the yoga world works that are holding you back. Now, when I say lies, what I mean by that is these are things that most people believe. These are things that I used to believe. And they're things that are not actually how the yoga world works. It's not actually how the yoga industry works. And until we start to question them, a lot of the times we hold ourselves back, we play small, we hide, we don't go for it. So let's go into it. Lie number one. If we all agree on something, then it must be true. And this we're going to dive into a little bit more, but it's kind of this idea of groupthink. If we all think the same thing, then it must be true. It must be the way the world works. Now, I want you to think about what makes something true or not. When we think about the model that I teach, there are circumstances in the world, and those are facts. They're typically pretty boring. They can always be proven, and 7.5 billion people on the planet would agree on them. Then you have beliefs. And beliefs are just thoughts that you keep thinking again and again and again. You're choosing to think that thought again and again and again. Now, there's even some teachers like Byron Katie who would say there's no circumstances at all. There's no facts at all. Like she questions absolutely everything. Like, is that a tree? Is that a yoga mat? That is not quite what I teach. I teach that there are facts and then we have thoughts about them. And a lot of us have thoughts that we all agree on, or lots of people agree on. For example, teaching yoga is amazing, right? What a wonderful career. A lot of people, a lot of yoga teachers would tell you that. And so we assume it's true. But just because a lot of people think it doesn't make it true for everybody. You want to challenge almost every single thought, question every single thought, Because some people don't think teaching yoga is amazing. Some people find it really difficult. You wanna look and see the difference in your brain between the facts and the thoughts that you have about teaching yoga and the yoga industry. Remember, facts are objective. They're pretty typically boring and thoughts are gonna be that opinionated, subjective thing that we think about facts. So this might sound pretty trivial. Like, yes, Jackie, we covered this in episode number one, but most of what our, happens in our mind throughout the day is thoughts, which means that it's all optional. And we use the thoughts that we think to go out and prove ourselves right all day long. This idea of confirmation bias. Our thoughts, we prove true again and again and again. When we think that thoughts are actually facts, then we can keep ourselves trapped and stuck. So, One of the thoughts that oftentimes keeps us trapped is it's hard to make money as a yoga teacher. When you think that, you go out and you find evidence for it. I'm sure that even you might have some evidence that you've collected for the thought it's hard to make money as a yoga teacher. Once you have evidence that you've collected, typically what we do is we go share our opinion with lots of other teachers. And so we're out there all talking about how it's hard to make money as a yoga teacher, but that's just a thought. It doesn't make it a fact, even though some people agree on it. Now, you don't have to change any of your thoughts. That's always up to you. You can keep that thought if you want to. I just want you to see the parts of your story that are optional. It's not important if ever everyone agrees on it or not. I want you to ask and said, is it a thought that is causing you to be who you want to be in the world? Why do you want to keep it? What is the part of you that's like protective that wants to keep that thought? You have permission to believe anything that you want to believe. You could think you are exactly the perfect teacher. You're an amazing teacher. Like everything is happening for you, not to you. You could also believe that it's easy to make money as a yoga teacher. That's optional. If you had that thought, what would you see? What opportunity would start to present itself to you that you couldn't see before? There are lots of yoga teachers out there making lots of money, and there are lots of yoga teachers out there barely making ends meet. The difference is what they think. That's it. So just remember, if you're in a group of people all thinking the same thing, it doesn't make it true, and whether or not it's true or not often is irrelevant. I want you to continue to ask, does thinking this thought serve me as I build my business? Okay, so lie number two is you can make your students feel a certain way. You can make your students happy. Not only is this not true, it's not your job as a yoga teacher to make your students feel happy feel a certain way. And beyond that, it's not even possible. Why? Happiness is a feeling. And every emotion comes from a thought that we think. So for your students, you are a circumstance, you're a fact, right? Your behavior, your class, your offer, that's a fact in their world. And then your students will have thoughts about what you've done. Those thoughts create their emotions. Like some students absolutely will love a slow flow that's intuitive and really feminine. And some students will really love that fast in your face, more young energy. It's not your job to make your students feel a certain way. They're going to think their own thoughts and then feel their own feelings. Now, I want you to just go with me here because this is the best news ever. You can stop trying to control other people's feelings. You can have freedom and you can have peace or mind. You can't control other people's thoughts or other people's feelings So this means it's not your job. What your job is to do is to show up so uniquely you consistently and let people think whatever they want to think and your people will find you. When your message is clear and you're not shifting from this audience to that audience to try and make people think something about you or feel a certain way about you, then you attract your tribe. Like your people will find you. So you can't control how they feel. The flip side of this coin is also true. Other people don't control your feelings. Now, we all learn this growing up. We learn, like, oh, this person hurt my feelings, right? It's actually a lie. Other people can't hurt your feelings. Your thoughts are what make you feel hurt. This means your students can't stress you out, Instagram can't make you feel insecure. The boss at the yoga studio can't make you feel nervous. Your students also can't make you feel confident. You want to take in and own 100% that you are creating how you feel by what you think. This is what I teach my clients to be emotional adulthood and it is a key shift knowing that you are 100% responsible for how you feel in building your business so that you can show up how you wanna show up on purpose, regardless of what's happening externally. It's also really important for right now, right? Regardless of the circumstances we're facing as a society, how do you wanna show up? How do you wanna feel? On to lie number three. This is really something that took me a long time to learn, and I learned it the hard way, but we are not actually able to hide how we feel or what we're thinking. (laughs) And I think for a long time, I thought I could just like fake it. I thought I was a, you know, good enough actress that I could fake that confidence teaching or I could fake that I felt insecure selling yoga. But you know how your animals, they can definitely read your emotion. Like my dog, Sadie, she can definitely tell when I'm happy, when I'm sad. She's like constantly reacting to how I'm showing up. Now we don't, she doesn't have language, right? So she's intuitively picking up on how I feel. And if dogs can do it, so can humans. Human beings are experts at reading other human beings, this is why like, you can walk into a room and without saying anything or even seeing the other person's face, you like, can sense something's wrong. You're like, what's going on? Tell me right now, right? But then we tell ourselves that we can just fake it. We can pretend and they won't know, they won't read it, they won't sense it. This is why I coach the way I coach. So what I do is called causal Coaching. We go to the deep root, the underlying cause, your thoughts and your feelings, instead of just changing your actions. Because it's not just about actions. We genuinely want you to feel different first, change what you're thinking, change what you're feeling, then you take action so that there's nothing to fake, there's nothing to try and hide from people. If you don't, if you just try and change the actions, it'll be like a temporary boost but then you'll actually end up right back where you were. It's not sustainable long-term change. And this shows up in the smallest, smallest way, right? So if you're, let's say you're selling out a retreat and you feel insecure about selling, that might show up in the smallest way that you don't think is important, like maybe a little bit of a delayed response to their email or maybe like a little bit less eye contact when you're talking to the person via video call. Those tiny little shifts will kind of clue your students in to what you're actually feeling. And that's what matters. The tiniest change in how you show up can have this huge ripple effect on the results that you create in your life. Like if you start to show up with really thinking I'm a badass at selling or I love to sell, you feel confident. You make eye contact. You tell people the value of your offer. You show people the value of the offer. You respond right away to the email. You're showing up every day. That makes a huge difference day after day after day when it comes to how much money you're making in your business. So you can't hide how you're actually feeling. It's not the goal to just change the action. You actually want to change how you're feeling. And you do that by changing your thoughts. Okay, lie number four that has been holding you back. This is really true for a lot of people. We look to the past for what's probable in the future. And we tell ourselves that what we've done in the past is an indicator of what we can accomplish in the future. We look to what's possible to figure out what's probable instead of looking to the future to just see what is possible. Now... This is really, really interesting because when you look to the past to determine what will happen in the future, this is how you just keep recreating your current circumstance again and again and again and again. Like maybe you're thinking, how could I possibly be an entrepreneur? How could I possibly build a business? I've never done that. I can kind of predict. I know exactly what will happen. I'll try it. I'll put an offer out. No one will buy and then I'll give up and I'll feel awful right? You're using what's happened in the past. You're using the experience that you have in the past to predict what's going to happen in the future. But when you look back to the past, you keep yourself stuck. I want you to think about teaching yoga. For so many of us, we didn't teach yoga naturally, right? We couldn't have looked to the past during our teacher training and been like, Okay, the past means I probably won't ever be a yoga teacher. Instead, we look to the future and we saw, okay, it's possible. Every time I show up, I get a little bit better. I get even more clear in my teaching. It's possible I could become a teacher. It's possible I could become a teacher. It's possible, it's possible, it's possible. That's what gets us certified, not looking to the past. So you want to remember that if you let your brain just run on pilot. It will go and look to the past. It'll look for what's wrong. It'll look for what won't work. It'll look for what worst case scenario might happen. You have memorized thought patterns in your brain that will play out again and again. This is what the yogis call samskaras or grooves in your mind, right? This is the whole idea that those samskaras are these pathways well-worn that we walk again and again and again that give us the same thoughts, same actions, same results, And to break free of that karma, walking that same path again and again and again, we have to shift the groove in our mind. We have to shift that samskara to something new, a new way of thinking, a new way of being. Your conscious brain can do that, can choose a new way of thinking, what's possible in the future. So you've got to retrain your brain on purpose. Generate emotions on purpose that will drive your best action for the future, Not just rely on the old patterns that you've used in the past because you'll just create more of where you are. And this podcast is all about going somewhere new, like going to a six-figure yoga business, eventually, but beyond, right? Your thoughts that you think today will create your results for today. Y'all know this because we're yogis, right? Like the present moment right now, what you're thinking right now, that matters, what you thought in the past is gone, it doesn't exist. It's as over as ancient Rome. And so in this moment, you are free to think whatever you want to think about what's possible for your future. All right, the last lie is actually a, a mix of a bunch of different lies that I think we all kind of agree on just because it's the norm, right? It's almost just like, yep, okay, Almost out of sympathy or empathy, we want to like support each other. But I want you to see that these are all thoughts. They're all optional and there are reasons we get stuck. The first one is I don't know. Now, this is an optional thought. Your brain will offer it to you pretty like reactively But we are living in the age where you can literally listen to a podcast on anything. You can learn anything. You can Google anything. You can figure out how if you don't know. And it sometimes is just not even true that you don't know. Your brain offers it to you as a block, right? Like, I don't know how to build a business. Boom. You're shut down. You're stuck. There's nothing you can do from there. So I like to ask my clients, like, what if you did know? What would you tell a friend to do? Let's just take a guess. And as soon as you ask your brain to go around that I don't know, it typically comes up with something. And if it doesn't, go to the Google, and it will come up with something. Similar to this is I'm confused and I'm overwhelmed, right? When you're thinking I'm confused, you just shut down, you stop taking action. Instead, you can think, I can figure this out. I can learn this. I'm overwhelmed, right? Boom, shut down. There's nothing I can do about it. Another one that we all tell each other that it's hard to build a yoga business, similar to it's hard to make money. There's no fact in that. For some people, it's easy, right? And whether it's hard or easy is irrelevant. Does it serve you to think that it's hard to make money? Does that have you showing up in a way that you want to show up? One of the things that I've been working with a lot is I'm so busy. Now, this is not a fact. Even if you looked at my calendar, which is scheduled, right, all day long, it's not true. Busy is optional, For a mom with eight kids running a business and taking care of her farm, my life is not busy. It's subjective what busy is. And so this is one of those ones that's not useful to keep thinking. It makes you want to just shut down, do nothing. Similar to like, I have so much to do. I'm so busy. I have a lot to get done. Those typically just shut you down and have you do nothing. A good kind of rule of thumb for does a thought serve you or not is does it give me energy or does it deplete me? The way that I've heard a yoga teacher talk about this is shackles on versus shackles off thoughts. Like shackles on, so you feel trapped, you feel enslaved, shackles off, you feel free, you're open, you're possibility there. And so you want to start to go through all of your thoughts and think about Does this give me energy? Does it deplete me? Does it support me? Does it not? And there's no right or wrong way to think. There's only the thoughts that you choose to think. Do they serve you? This is true for any decision you make in your business. There's no right or wrong. There is only the choice that you make, and then you can think that was the best decision for me. That's the best thought for me right now. You have my full permission to believe whatever you want to believe about building a yoga business. Typically, you're going to have to push past the quote-unquote normal thoughts that we all think. You're going to have to start to question everything. Find the thoughts that serve you on the way to build your business. All right, you guys, five lies. I want to know what you think about all these challenging truths. For me, when I really believed that it was hard to build a yoga business or I didn't have anything to offer, or it was hard to make money as a teacher, that's when I made the least amount of money ever. I proved it true. And it wasn't until I started to consider the possibility of making six figures as a teacher that I actually did it. You have to open up to what's possible, not what's probable. You have to challenge what everyone else thinks, even if everybody agrees on it. You have to be willing to not go out trying to control people's feelings about you, but to be an emotional adult and own the feelings that you have about yourself. And then you have to ask your brain to go past confusion, overwhelm, and doubt and find an answer. Figure it out. Go for it. I offer free one-hour calls to help you identify if any of these lies are holding you back. And so you might have resonated with one today, but you're like, I don't know how to shift around it. Totally get it. That's where I come in. Go to my website, Jackie and you can set up your free one hour call and I will help you around the thought, the lie that has been holding you back so that you can move towards that six figure business so that we start to deliver really, really good yoga. And as an industry, we start to shift the conversation about being a teacher and what's possible to be a yoga teacher. It's a bigger game, but I'm willing to play it. You've got to ask yourself, are you? All right, I'll see you in episode number 10. Have a wonderful week.